Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 748. If you'd like to have a copy of 748, uh, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Uh, just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. These tapes and CDs are absolutely free, including the postage and handling. I've, uh, we're just about, actually we are in, uh, chapter 21, but I'm going to be doing two verses again of chapter 20, verse uh, 46 and 47 today. And we have some music and letters. Uh, so right now let's pray. Father, and continue anointing me with the trueness and the straightness of your word. Um, you're not an illegal God. You're a very legal God. And so many people say that legal and that government, God's government is wrong. But Lord, let their hearts and spirits and their minds be opened up so that they can receive the trueness and the legalness of your word and how absolutely good you are and how strict you are. Yeah, you are a very strict God and people need to learn to live under the strictness of your government more than they do the government of the secular people, the people who are lost and um, people that will never enter in the world of the living, the resurrected world. So therefore, Lord, we ask that you have mercy on them and open their brains, their hearts, their spirits, their souls to receive everything that you prepared to say through me today to those that are in the world that are worldly and are not spiritual yet that they may become spiritual so that they can be children of the resurrection, children of life, L-I-F-E. Lord, I ask it in Jesus' name, and I pray that you'll rebuke Satan in every way possible, and all things are possible with you. And I pray, Lord, that you will open doors to heal the brothers and sisters and people that are going to be saved. Heal and give us all prosperity as never before. Lord, I pray it in Jesus' name. And everyone says amen. Amen. All right, here I am to um, sing a song. Uh, it's about the glory land. This is about the land of the, where resurrected people live. People that have been given life by accepting your word and have accepted and have received life because they kept the resurrection power in them by continuance, uh, continuing on continuance in your word by reading it, uh, meditating in it, and also uh, continuing on in it. Here we are, just over in the glory land. I have a home prepared for the saints survive, just over in the glory land. And I long to be by my Savior's side, just over in the glory land. Well, just over. 
just a word in the glory land. I'm gonna join that happy angel band. Just over in the glory land. Just over in the glory land. There with the mighty host I'll stand. Just over in the glory land. I am on my way to those mansions there. Just over in the glory land. There to sing God's praise and His glory share Just over in the glory land Well, just over, just over in the glory land I'll join the happy angel band Just over in the glory land Well, just over in the glory land Where with the mighty host I stand Just over in the glory land Shout and sing Just over in the glory land Glad hosannas to Christ the Lord and King Just over in the glory land Well, just over in the glory land I'm gonna join the happy angel band Just over in the glory land Well, just over in the glory land Mighty host falls dead Just over in the glory land Well, come on Over in the glory land I'm gonna jump The happy angel band Just over in the glory land Come on now Come on now Get over here into the glory land You know, we have to be in the glory land Here on earth before we get into the glory land with our spirits there permanently and that our bodies have been changed into a new ecclesiastical body. The reason for it is if we are with the Lord here on this earth, well, and we love being with the Lord here while we're on earth, we're sitting with him in heavenly places, the Bible says, well, then it's uh, very likely that we're going to love being there. But if we don't love praying and reading and witnessing and testifying and meditating in the word here, it's unlikely that you'd ever like to be in heaven. Heaven is not a boring place any more than being in the spirit of the Lord uh, is uh, boring here on this side of eternity. This is the most exciting life that I've ever I, I could ever even imagine. There's new things going on every day. The Lord is pouring out His Spirit. And um, those of us that we love to feel His Spirit, we love to be led by His Spirit, we love to know that we're uh, not walking into a place where we're going to stumble. I don't like blindness. It's okay. I'd rather be blind in my physical eyes than be blind spiritually. I don't see very well with my uh, car, these eyes that I have in my head, but I really uh, love to know that I'm walking very 2020 uh, in the Holy Spirit. I love for God to guide me. I love Jesus, and I love the, the idea that I'm going to heaven. All right, the uh, the Lord Jesus in verse 46 of chapter 20. He's warning everybody to beware. It's a warning of the scribes which desire to walk or to promenade in long robes. Have you ever walked down a promenade 
They like to go up and down to promenade, it says in the Greek, to promenade in long robes and love greetings for people to give them unusual greetings, not just, hi, how are you? You doing okay? Something like that, but, oh, great one. Uh, they, <laughs> they're in the marketplaces, and all they are is hunks of clay, and they have an inflated uh, idea of their themselves. Greetings. Uh, inflating greetings in, of themselves in the marketplaces and higher seats in the synagogues and the chief rooms at feasts. Well, the chief rooms, these are for teachers and for judges, unjust judges. Those are the, where the chief uh, people, these judges and teachers sit in those places, lawyers, and um, such. And they love to sit in those high places, uh, the chief rooms at feast. And here's what they do. you got to watch out for them, especially you widows, which devour widows' houses. In other words, they, um, they uh, by force, take away your houses based on some dirty lie that the government makes up that uh, you shouldn't have a place to live, that you should be street people. Widows, they, uh, by force, expropriate the houses of widows. Come over here. Do you still have that, what the word expropriate means to by force and violence, take old poor widows' houses away from them. Okay, come over and tell it. Expropriate to deprive of possession or proprietary rights. To transfer the property of another to one's own possession. Yeah, to, to make it their possession. The scribes and the uh, being warned, the Lord says, well, uh, beware of them. Watch out. These are not lawful in the eyes of God. Then what? To take by force as though with justification. Like they justify by making up their own rules. Okay? But we're supposed to be good to our neighbors. And who is our neighbor? Just anybody that we see that needs a house or anybody that needs um, medical attention or anybody that needs food, anybody that you see with your eyes. Don't hide your eyes from these things. but um, And don't take things by force, uh, like devouring or expropriating uh, uh, old uh, widows' houses or young widows' houses, their husbands are dead and they have no means of support and they have their children. You wicked bunch of devils. And for a show, and to make it look like they're righteous about all these things, they make long prayers, uh, go marching up and down these promenades. They promenade, they walk up and down the streets 
with long prayers. And uh, the Lord says here that these ones shall receive greater damnation than anybody with Satan himself. And there's hundreds of millions of people that do this. They see people that are in trouble and that are hurting, and they come after them. They say, oh, they're weak now. It's like a weak buffalo or a weak little gazelle, and let's go after him like a lion and just grab him by the neck and shake him to death. Oh, how the Lord despises you. And you're trying to act like you're holy and that you're the law and that you have honest judgment with liberty and justice for all, especially these widows, you creeps. All right, now, chapter 21. And Jesus looked up and saw the rich men, uh, these judges and these teachers and the scribes and all these people, uh, casting their gifts into the treasury. Verse 2. And he saw also a certain poor widow. Poor because they no doubt took her house, stole it from her. Uh, they have a word for it called cons- um, confiscation. They confiscated her house. I uh, met a man in, uh, out in Arkansas. He says, I don't call it confiscation. I call it downright thievery. And that's exactly what the government is, is a bunch of thieves. They're harassing people over in Mint Canyon and all over the area there, making all kinds of new rules. They don't care anything about property being grandfathered in. Just for a change, you got to go get permits. you got to do this, and if you don't, we're going to... We're going to by force expropriate your property. We're going to steal it from you. Not, uh, we're not going to confiscate it. We're going to thieve it from you. This is the stinking government. And the people that are, uh, presidents and the, uh, governors and the mayors of cities just let it happen. There's no righteous one who is forcing people to do good instead of evil. And they hate anyone that is preaching to do good. Uh, They hate them, and they do everything in their power to take their property away. But we're fighting. We resist you, Satan, uh, with all of our power. And God, uh, who is in us, has all power. In heaven and on earth belongs to him, not you. So these uh, rich men, they're casting their gifts into the treasury. And the verse 2, and he saw also a certain poor widow casting in thither two mites, two copper coins, two copper coins. And he said, of a truth, and Jesus said, of a truth I say unto you that this poor widow has cast in more than these rich people, these judges, and these uh, supposed to be big shots. She cast in more with her two little copper coins than all of them. 
Uh, verse 4, well, how's that? For, for He continues saying, for all these have of their abundance cast in unto the offerings of God. Just a little bit they gave of their abundance. But she, this widow woman, of her penury, hath cast in all the living that she had. And the Lord requires all of our hearts, soul, mind, and strength. But will the rich people do that? No. No. Not deputy dog. <laughs> He's everywhere with his riches and money. No, they won't give anything. They give of their old clothing. They give uh, of their abundance, uh, the, the stuff they don't want anymore. But there's no uh, strain on what they do. There's no cutting. No uh, big deal about what they do. They're just rich, fat cats. All those have their abundance, they've cast in a little bit unto the offerings of the God, but she of her penury hath cast in those two copper coins, all that she had, all the living that she had. Verse 5, And as some spake of the temple, how it was uh, adorned, with goodly stones and gifts, he said, As for, verse 6, As for these things which ye behold, these beautiful buildings, the days will come in the which... Okay, and Sharon, come over here and take uh, the Greek Bible, because I just love the way that it says it'll be over in this area somewhere, okay? All right, because in the Greek Bible it doesn't have... So some of the verses are marked. So he's talking about the end times here. He's actually talking about the, uh, he's prophesying how that uh, King Titus of Rome would come into Jerusalem and destroy it. As for these things, these buildings which you behold, you're looking at, the days will come in the which... There shall not be left one stone upon another because uh, there's going to be like an, uh, the stones are going to be loosened. They're going to be loosened and then they're going to be pushed down. That shall not be thrown down. There won't be uh, one of these stones. All these stones that made this building are going to be loosened. And they shall not be, uh, they shall be thrown down. He says, uh, there shall not be left one stone upon the other that shall not be thrown down. It's everything is going to come down. And verse 7, and they asked him, saying, Master, this happened in 70 AD, but when shall these things be? And what sign will there be when these things shall come to pass? And verse 8, and this is where I want you to start. Are you there, uh, with me there? Yes. Okay, and he said, take heed 
uh, pay attention, you know, because I'm going to show you the signs of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to come back to earth again. God's coming back to earth. And he said, take heed that you be not deceived. Don't be fooled. Don't let anyone hoodwink you. For many shall come in my name, just like they're saying, I'm of Christ. Um, uh, yes, uh, listen to my television program and send me money and I'll send you. You're going to have it multiplied. doesn't make any difference if you keep the commandments or not. Just send money. See, I have an easy ministry for you. Just send money and you're going to be fine because then we need this money to tell everybody in the world that they don't have to keep God's commandments and that once saved, always saved. Just send money and you'll be fine. Well, this is, don't be deceived by that. For many shall come in my name saying that they're preachers of God and they've been sent by God saying, I am, and then they also, these antichrists, these people, they have conventions every year. They used to, I don't know if they still do, uh, where all these people that think they're Jesus Christ come together and they uh, get into fistfights uh, so they can determine which one, whoever wins, is Jesus. And they'll say, don't be deceived by these phonies that are saying that I'm Christ. And the time uh, draweth near. Oh, here's the coming of the Lord. Go ye not therefore after them. Don't go to their churches. Because the real gospel is rough and tough and straight and powerful. And a lot of people don't like to hear it. They want to hear these smooth things. Okay, so you read that uh, part there, Sharon, in the Greek. Because I study Greek, Hellenic Greek, uh, uh, the King James Version, I, uh, uh, Hebrew, and the Aramaic. Go ahead, read it. And he, Jesus, said, Ever be keeping a watchful eye upon yourselves. Okay, ever be doing for always be keeping a watchful eye. Go ahead. Lest you be led astray. Lest you be, what was it, led astray? Well, we read about Hansel and Gretel where they were led astray because they went and dropped some breadcrumbs and the birds ate them up and they didn't know their way back. But being led astray in the spiritual realm means that you are going to spend eternity in hell. It isn't a fairy tale. It isn't, you know, a cleverly devised fable. Be be watchful. What Read that again. I love the way the Greek uh, Bible tells it. Ever be keeping a watchful eye upon yourselves, lest you be led astray. Yeah, led astray. Well, what's the big deal? You know, I've been, uh, uh, read the map and I made mistakes and I was led astray, but I finally got back on the straight and there. No, once you're born again of the Spirit and you decide to not pay attention to where you're going and what you're doing and what you're saying and what you're not saying, uh, you know, you can be condemned for the things that you're not saying. If you know the Word of God, you're not passing on to others, then you're going to be accounted guilty by not getting the Word of God out to the people that the Lord puts before you to give the Lord's Word out to them because they need to hear the Gospel or they can't how, if there's a preacher not sent, will they believe? And if they go to hell, their blood is on your soul. Okay, then go ahead and read some more here. 
For many shall come in my name, saying, I am he. And the strategic, epochal time has drawn near and is now present. Yeah, they say that it's time, you know. The, yeah, the Lord says there's wars and rumors and wars, but the time is not yet. These are just the beginning things. Keep going. Do not begin to go after them. Moreover, whenever you hear of wars, disturbances, and disorders... Yeah, in the King James it says, but when ye shall hear of wars... Are you hearing of wars and commotions? Do you see any commotions on TV or in the news or in the paper? Be not terrified yet, for these things must first come to pass. Uh, but the end is, uh, just because of this, is not by, um, it's not yet. It's not by and by. Go ahead, that, read that passage there. Moreover, whenever you hear of wars, disturbances, and disorders, do not begin to be terrified, for it is a necessity in the nature of the case for these things to take place first. See, these have to first take place. Well, has it happened yet? Yes. Yes, well, people say, well, there's always been wars and rumors of wars and everything. Not worldwide atomic ones. I mean, how much longer could this last? There's never been any atomic wars before World War II. And it's getting worse and worse. Now there's threats that they're blowing down World Trade Center and they're threatening to come in here again any time. People carrying atomic bombs in briefcases, they say. So it's never been like this, okay, Hanyaks? You Hanyaks that are saying those kind of things? Okay, keep going. Verse 10. But the end is not immediately. Not, not immediately. It's soon, if you hear wars and rumors of wars, but not instantly. Then what? Then, then said he unto them, Nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Read it in the Greek. Then he was saying to them, There shall rise nation against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Earthquakes. Okay. Verse 11. And great earthquakes shall be uh, in all different places and famines. Uh, have we seen famines? Oh, people are starving to death. And pestilences and people are not even going to be able to afford food. So they'll starve to this. It's a famine because they can't afford to buy food. They can't even afford to go to work anymore to put gas up because the Antichrist has set it up this way. Uh, so pestilences, that's uh, diseases, and fearful sights, and great signs shall there be from heaven in the sun, the moon, the stars, and right here on earth. So read that now. Earthquakes, great ones, and in various places, pestilences and famines. Pams pestilence means all kinds of diseases. There's so many diseases now that science, these uh, uh, doctors, scientists, all these people that work in the medical field are not able to come up with cures any longer. Pestilences, and then what? And famines there shall be. Also things that will terrify and great... Are you terrified? Well, things that should terrify. What does that mean, terrorists? That's a thing, isn't it? A terrorist? Yes. Carrying um, A-bombs in briefcases? 
Yeah, they don't care if they die. They'll run. They just ran into a bunch of police officers the other day and killed eight of them. And there was a whole bunch of them wounded. They were all just sitting around shooting the breeze. And they're all dead. Showed their dead bodies all over the television screen. Uh, so uh, these are terrible times that we're living in. And then what does it say? And fearful. And great attesting miracles from heaven. Right. Well, what would that be? Well, flying saucers. That's one. Amen. Amen. And, you know, if you go to the observatory, you'll see all kinds of crazy things going on in the kingdom of heaven because the Lord is uh, going to start doing unconventional things. We all used to be, uh, you know, could depend on Jesus, uh, God, the Holy Spirit, you know, the sun coming up at a certain hour. You can detect that uh, years in advance. But uh, he says, no, you people like to live in chaos and confusion. And you won't straighten your lives up uh, to match my word. I'll tell you what, I'm going to be doing some unconventional things in heaven. I'm going to start doing crazy things to, to make you know how crazy it is to not be of the Lord. Well, it, uh, you ju I just flooded your area over here. And they're all screaming. Well, we just got flooded. Here's some more rain coming. My God, when is this going to end? Well, wait, you haven't seen anything yet. The best is yet to come. The Lord is sick and tired of you unruly people. So he's going to let the uh, the universe become unruly. And you're not going to like it. Hail is going to come down the size of a hundred pound keg. Yeah, you'll be eating your um, uh, gooseberry pie or your rhubarb pie and uh, one of these big cakes of uh, ice will come down weighing a 100 pounds right through your roof and hit you on the head and smash your face right into rhubarb pie. Go ahead, keep reading, Sharon. But before all these things... They shall lay their hands on you and persecute you. Yeah, they did me. They put me in prison for four years. Uh, for Actually, he gave me a six-year sentence for something I didn't do. I said I didn't pay taxes. I didn't owe any taxes that year, but I did pay taxes. I didn't even owe it, but just to try to appease them because the Lord said pay them taxes, I did. I wouldn't dare not pay taxes uh, because the Lord told me to. I wouldn't dare uh, not obey him. Okay, keep going. Delivering you to the custody of synagogues and prisons, leading you away for trial, prison, and punishment before kings and governors on account of all that I am in my person. Yeah, on account of all I am in my, in my person? Yes. Well, his person is you people that have God... Jesus, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit living in you. You're his person. You're his body. And so that's why they're doing this, because they don't like Jesus. They don't like uh, Father God. They don't like the Holy Spirit. But the Lord allows them to do these things so that they'll be so guilty before the judgment on Judgment Day. 
Then what? This will eventuate in your advantage, since testimony will be borne to your credit and honor. Yeah, so in other words, we get double and triple, quadruple、uh, credit because we were we stood for the Lord. We were a testimony that we are of Him. We didn't strike out. We didn't send hit men to get you. Oh, we all know how to do that, but we, of course we didn't do that, and that was a testimony that all those people that testified falsely against me in the courtroom, many of them are still living, but some of them that are trying to get us destroyed, they have already been given death sentences, like、uh, President Clinton, who hired hitmen to get me. He's had heart bypasses and has been given just a few months to live, and he looks it. I've never seen such a change come over. And there's all kinds of people. There's,、uh, you know, different pastors that have risen up against us, and、uh, they've been getting、uh, given a, a death sentence. The doctor said they don't have more than a few months to live, and they've chopped their foot off. They can't walk anymore. They can't.、Uh, they're very sick. And we prayed for these people to be healed, and that they should be saved, and that they should start testifying on our、uh, on the Lord's behalf, not be against、uh, the Lord's work, which we are, and not、uh, to attack us when we're doing such good. We have、uh, enough problems,、uh, you know, but we don't need any more. And so the Lord knows. How much we're going to be able to take, and so he just starts taking those kind of people out into hell. And I pray that they'll repent before they die. They've got a little bit of time left here. Repent, and maybe God will even heal you. Okay, and what else? Resolve once for all, therefore, in your hearts, not to meditate beforehand what legal defense you shall offer with reference to the charges preferred against you. For as for myself, I shall give you a delivery and wisdom, which all those who are putting themselves in opposition to you will not be able to withstand nor refute. And you shall be betrayed both by parents and brethren and relatives. You and know, there was a whole bunch of、uh, people that were saved in my church, and.、Uh, They actually, because some of them were in prison, some of them were going to prison because of dope charges. They become homosexuals and everything. They stood up against me in the court. They betrayed me. They knew that I didn't do the things that they were saying that I did. That I was keeping two sets of books.、Uh, I don't even take care of the books at all. And I certainly anyone that's ever worked in the office, and they didn't even work in the office. They can tell you I never keep two sets of books. Or do anything dishonest because I want、uh, that to be a testimony unto the Lord that we are of the Lord, and never with these dirty lying accusations. So they just、uh, betrayed me.、Uh, people like Jim Griffin and people that we led to the Lord and、uh, led to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And、uh, other people,、um, like Larry LaRoche, he committed adultery, fornication, actually, when he was in the Carlos Avenue Church 
in a vehicle that was on blocks in the back of the church, in the back of the uh, house that we were holding services in. And why Susie let him back in, I have no idea, but um, I know better than to do that now. But she, she's always hating to see somebody go to hell. She thought he was a new, he was a hippie and a, living in the, you know, the streets with uh, free sex and drugs and all these things. And uh, I never liked hippies because uh, I was quite a, very much of a straight-laced type person. I worked out with weights for so many years, and I ate health foods. I lived on pumpkin seeds, um, uh, pine nuts, and uh, sunflower seeds and uh, all kinds of good things. I never ate hamburgers or drank soda pops or anything like that. And I didn't like people that didn't care about their appearance or they didn't care about the things they were doing and didn't care if they were, here they're all catching AIDS and everything. And this is low life. Bunch of people, I never cared anything about them. And here uh, we led them to the Lord and provided a place for them to stay and fed them and clothe them and house them. And they were stealing out of supermarkets and uh, drinking soda pops or eating candy bars. And we gave them good, nutritious food. I used to buy all of our grains. I bought, like, tractor trailer loads of uh, uh, corn and real good uh, uh, grain from Deaf Smith County, Texas. That's where the best grain is grown, uh, is in Deaf Smith County, Texas. And uh, they started getting in, in uh, shape. Their teeth were falling out because they uh, had taken so many drugs. And they had a liver problem because of all the drugs they took. Hepatitis, they'd be talking to you and bile would come up into their mouth. And I just couldn't understand but then later on i and they had the long hair which i didn't like the patched jeans and they thought that was cool well yeah it's good you know you can cop out and say because you're not your dead beats and you don't work that uh patched jeans and all that is cool but really it's not and uh but i we never susie always saw don't mention anything about their hair or they don't mention anything about their genes or anything like that, the Lord will clean them up. She said if uh, that's uh, what it was, if uh, just because of uh, long hair that they were sinners, she said all we need to do is open up a bunch of barber shops and then they'd get all their hair cut, but they'd still be the same wicked person. And what we need to do is preach Jesus into them instead of sending to, for cleanup treatments. And so I used to run around with them, uh, go and buy things, and all of a sudden they'd say, uh, Brother Tony, we'd like to get a Tony cut. And I said, you do? Are you sure you want to get here? Cut off all that those locks of yours? And they'd say, yes, sir. They'd say, well, we want to do business with you. And I says, well, you know, business is business, and, you know, I'm uh, your, I've led you to the Lord, but I can't take you into business places because they laugh at you. And they joke with me. They say, is that your wife? And I said, you know, if you don't care about that, that's one thing, but I do. 
He said, if you want to dress up and everything, well, then I'll take you with me on business and teach you business. They says, okay, we want to dress like you, Tony. And I said, all right. So I took them down to the clothing store and bought them all kinds of nice clothes. And they dressed up and they looked like, you know, really great uh, um, people. They were handsome and, and nice and looking. And they uh, had short hair and, and people started being friends with them. At first, we took them to different churches and the churches would not let us bring them in. Just once in a while, somebody would let us bring them in. And here they come in like a bunch of just ugly hippies. And Susie would say after they all sat down and all the people that were in the churches, these fine churches with all their finery and everything, she'd say, brothers and sisters, meet your brothers and sisters. And they'd all make sour faces, but they were really saved. But then after a while... Uh, these, they decided to fall away from the Lord. And they were really, I mean, they went it through persecution and fire and tribulation and everything. And I know they were saved. But then they fell away. And so I know, especially from the word of God, that there's no such thing as once saved, always saved. If you back off and you start betraying brothers and sisters, that have the Spirit of God in them. You're the same as the Judas Iscariot, and you've blasphemed the Holy Spirit. Okay, so that's my consensus of it, because I got my consensus from the Bible. Okay, now I'm going to turn the page here, and Sharon, do you want to continue on? Please. And you shall be betrayed both by parents and brethren and relatives. Well, yeah, you know, parents used to have this guy named Ted Patrick. He's a black man that used to be a janitor. And then Ronald Reagan hired him in the uh, governor's mansion in Sacramento uh, to go down to Watts and uh, spy on the black people down there and to snitch on them. In other words, to rat them out uh, to the governor and the governor would know what to do. And so then he uh, decided to start uh, uh, attacking us because we wouldn't come against this cult named the children of God. We said, no, we don't come against other uh, people, even though we know they're a cult. The children of God were a bunch of pot-smoking uh, heathen. They'd come up to our people while we're witnessing on the street and blow marijuana smoke in their face and say, we love you, brother. Don't listen to the Alamos. They're say they're legalistic. We love you, brother. Uh, people like you know Arthur Blessed and people like that that had these uh, houses for. Uh, he had a place out on the Sunset Strip. We were just off the Sunset Strip, and he was walking around the country with a cross strapped on him. And just everything was love, 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 love. No condemnation whatsoever. But these people fell away. They were saved. Really saved. I don't know. They went to jail. They were persecuted. They were beaten. And then they fell away. And they betrayed me. And they betrayed Sue. And they betrayed uh, everybody in the whole church. They betrayed God. They betrayed Jesus, okay? Well, this is what that's talking about. So read that again, Sharon. 
And you shall be betrayed both by parents and brethren and relatives and friends. Right, and these parents would hire people to kidnap their people out of our church. It was like a bunch of uh, Black Panthers. They'd come into our church and they'd grab people on the street that they knew that their parents paid a lot of money to have them. They had to have them what they call deprogrammed. So we went through that whole thing and that whole scandal. And then Pat Robertson came against us. He got on and was pointing out that, uh, you know, that he didn't even know us back then. And he was, uh, he had a, a, a pointer in his hand, a stick, and he was pointing as to what cocks are and everything. He, that man never went through any fire whatsoever. Uh, and, uh, you know, he was saying things against us. That's how I know he's not of the Lord. And the same thing with Jim Baker. I know they're not of the Lord because they were persecuting us of all people. We were really out on the streets doing a job, winning people off of drugs, narcotics, and uh, lives of crime and all these different things. So they, they were persecuting us. And so... Verse 13, and it shall turn to you for a testimony. Yeah. So settle it, therefore, in your hearts, not to meditate before what you're going to say in a courtroom even. Okay, Sharon, go ahead. And some of you, they shall put to death. Yeah, so these people are so bad, and they did put people to death, that Ted Patrick and the cult, what they call the Cult Awareness Network. Now, the Scientology Church came against them and beat them in court and took all their records away. So now the uh, Scientology Church uh, has uh, uh, the Cult Awareness Network papers and all that. So they're what we call the good Cult Awareness Network because when you call and ask about us, they're going to tell you they're a very good church. And... Uh, but they've opened up other branches. It's all part of the government. It's all part of the Antichrist government. They pretend to be independent um, organizations, but the Cultural Awareness Network is a government operation. As a matter of fact, they're the ones that uh, have given for years tax breaks to these uh, Satan-worshipping churches. They gave them 501c3, so I exposed that, and then they dropped it because... They independently started supporting them, and so they didn't need any uh, tax exempt status. And I exposed it, and so they took it out of the tax books. But the Princess Hall tax books back in those days say, and all communist parties will have tax exempt statuses. This is supposed to be your government? I don't think so. I don't think you're that kind of patriotic person where you would condone or endorse such a thing. as this. this is Roman canon law, folks. That's what it is, all right? That's what it is. Okay, now keep going, Sharon. And you shall be those who are being continually hated by all. Yeah, well, they make it look like, you know, they put you on all these different TV programs, these sensational programs that want to make you hate us. They say that we deprive people from seeing their children. No, we don't do that at all unless the parents have uh, threatened us uh, with death or they fired guns at us or something like that 
or they've done some kind of uh, horrible evil to the church and made bad accusations. We don't want them on our property. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, the kids can leave if they wanted to, but they don't. They don't want to be anywhere near their uh, mothers and dads that would uh, pay to have them kidnapped and raped and murdered and uh, also to have their Bibles taken away from them and do everything in their power. Some of the people have actually dropped out of two- and three-story buildings to get away from these maniacs. Okay, then what? You shall be those who are being continually hated by all because of all that I am. Yeah, because of everything that Jesus is. Well, what is Jesus made up of? His body is made up of us. We are the ones that are out there uh, preaching the gospel. And we're certainly um, preaching it correctly. Because, folks, I really study the Bible. And I've studied the Greek, Hellenic Greek, the uh, Aramaic, Hebrew, and King James Version. And I've read some of the other ones, and they're full of God is uh, love, and the once saved, always saved. Don't believe those Bibles. Burn them. Then what else? But there shall positively not a hair of your head perish. Yeah. Well, you know, like Susie lost all of her hair, and she was wearing wigs on our television programs because of the cancer and the chemotherapy that she was taking. But the Lord gave me a vision of myself, Susie and myself. Her hair was long and thick, and she had bangs on her forehead and a, a beehive up above, and on the sides it was swooped forward, and there was a long cascade of hair clear down to her waist in the back. And my eyes are bad, and I, when I saw myself, I was looking... My neck was like the neck of a deer, and I turned, and all of a sudden a glint came out of my eye, showing that my eyes will be perfect in heaven, and there will not be one hair of your head that's lost. Uh, if you lose all your hair, if you get old and you start losing your hair, don't worry about it. You're going to look beautiful in the kingdom of heaven. Okay, then what else? In the sphere of your steadfastness, constancy, and endurance, you shall win for yourselves your lives. Yeah, your eternal life. Isn't that marvelous? Amen? Amen. To have eternal life, immortal life, and you look more beautiful than you ever did in your life. Okay, well, uh, what verse? Well, we don't have verses in there, do we? Uh, yes, I just finished verse 19. 19 of chapter 21? Yes. Okay, and that says, in your, in your patience, possess you your souls. Amen? Amen. So we have to be patient and to take tribulations patiently and rejoice in tribulations because you know that the prophets before you were in such same manner persecuted. Well, we have some letters. Where's the first one from? From Dallas, Texas. All right, let's hear what they say. Please send at least six copies of every newsletter. I would like to help you spread the word of God. Well, Christ praise the Lord. Who's yes, that? Sir. That was Christine from Dallas. All right, Christine. Lord bless you. God bless you really good. Then what? From the Ivory Coast. Good evening, Brother Alamo. With great pleasure, I'm writing this note to you to thank you for your message. I believe if I follow your counsels, I will become a very good minister. And you'll be in heaven. Okay, then what else? 
For this, I would like to receive these instructions every week from you. Besides that, I would like to receive French Bibles and literature to be shipped to this address. Dofu from Agboville, Ivory Coast. All right. Well, I believe our time is up now. And so it's time to be prayed for. And, you know, the Lord warns you, we have to count the cost. You know, it's for sure we have to give up everything in the world. Uh, uh, you really don't have to give up everything in the world because the Lord gives you more of the world's goods than you ever had before if, when you come into the ministry. There is no starving person in our church. There is no person that uh, has any want whatsoever. They've got more clothing, more shoes, uh, whatever they need uh, than anybody uh, out in the world, unless it's just some a plutocrat that has uh, hundreds of cars. We have hundreds of cars in our ministry, but uh, you know, we use them for the Lord. We don't believe they're ours. We don't believe the houses are ours or anything like that, but there's nobody that has any want. In our church, if somebody's sick, we pray for them, and uh, people go to dentists and doctors, and it's all paid for. You don't have a thing. It's the commonwealth. But you have to be prepared for these things, which uh, the Lord says the entire world is going to partake in all the things that the Lord is going to do to the world. Now, the Lord is here talking about the different things that people will do to you. But, you know, you should read the rest of the Bible. I'm going to read Revelation to you and place in uh, different scriptures like that where it shows what God is going to do to you if you don't accept him. And he's already, the beginning of sorrows has already started. He's already doing it. You can see the fires, the floods, the uh, famines, the pestilence, the different uh, diseases, infirmities, sicknesses, you see the earthquakes, you can see all these things that won't, wouldn't occur until the Lord comes back. And you see the false doctrine, all these false teachers and uh, phonies. Uh, Antichrist is on the move. Uh, people murdering their children. Uh, people uh, fornicating, homosexuals being married, uh, lesbians being married on TV. What else would Satan do if this weren't Satan? And there's nothing else he could do. So right now, you can escape the wrath that is to come by starting out right now to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. So say these, this prayer to the Lord. Say, my Lord and my God. Say this to the Lord right now. Say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father God, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, Holy Father, Holy Spirit, wash, Jesus, wash all the former filthy sins I committed away in the precious blood, drown them in the sea of your forgetfulness, Father. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says that you'll turn no one away, and that includes me. Therefore, I know that you have heard me. I know you've answered me, and I know that I'm saved. You said that all that call upon you shall be saved. So I know I'm saved, and I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. 
just raise your hands up and praise and thank the Lord and share and tell our listening audience how they can receive a copy of this program number 748. It's free including postage and handling. Just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505 or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370 or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Praise the Lord. The kingdom of God is the word of God and being in the word is being in life. Being in the blood of Jesus is being in life. And being in the Word is being in the life, okay? And the Word is so high you can't get over it. It's so low you can't get under it. It's so wide you can't get around it. you got to get in at the door. And here I am to sing, I believe with J.D. Summer and the Stamps or the Jordanaires, so high. I'm so 